You may be seated. Good to see you this morning, and welcome to this first Sunday of Advent, and I look forward to this every year, this season of the year, uh, not just because of the decorations, and aren't they beautiful? We want to thank Ann Cawthorn and a whole crew of people for uh, transforming our church, and it looks wonderful. You'll see it coming and going, and uh, so, so thankful for that. Uh, I miss these things when, when, when they go away. So let's enjoy them uh, during this month, and if you see some of those folks that have helped out with that, uh, please thank them. Well, some of you are still in the process of getting that cranberry sauce wiped off your chins, putting all of the dishes away, and, and in some ways I suppose that we're on another countdown, and once Thanksgiving is over, in fact in many places uh, Thanksgiving turkey was still warm when People were standing in line at various places, and you know, we're, we live in this culture that really has been messing with our minds, and we like it sometimes, I suppose, and this idea of the countdown to Christmas, you know, how many days are left, and so how many shopping days are left, and, and we get caught up in all of that. That tick-tock of the passing of time is is supposed to induce us into a into a frenzy of consumerism, and, and uh, you know that that's happening. I mean, we saw the reports, you know, Friday night as I watched the news, and, you know, they showed the fights breaking out over the, the things that were on sale that there are only so many of, and, and then I watched the report that the investigative reporting that, uh, you know, compared the prices on Good Friday to uh, sales that took place in a, another time of the year, and there are a number of things that were cheaper on Veterans Day sales or other sales than they were Black Friday, and so I hate to discourage you over this sort of thing, but we kind of get drawn into all of that, and, and a lot of it's just uh, innocent fun, but yet overall, you understand that sometimes we just get caught into this, into this frenzy. There are apps now that you can get for your phone that help you keep track of what the best deals are. And, and if you got a deal, whether there's a better deal the next weekend. And, and just as uh, Friday was considered uh, Black Friday, I suppose, in some ways, uh, yet uh, Monday, you know what tomorrow is called? Anybody know? It's Cyber Monday. And whatever that means, it's something to do with your computer and you can figure it out. All of these things are are designed to just kind of draw us into all of this, this countdown. Now, I'm not here to say Christians should never buy a present. I'm, I'm not going to do that. But I am here to remind us today, myself included, that the church has its own countdown to Christmas. It's called the season of Advent. And in the Christian, of, Christian calendar, do you realize that this Sunday is really the first Sunday of the year? It begins with a story of Advent. Last Sunday was the last Sunday. It was Christ the King Sunday. And, and now this is the first Sunday of the Christian calendar. So happy New Year to you today. And it's an important distinction for us to remember as people of faith. This season of Advent. Instead of being a time of a countdown to making sure that we have all of our shopping done, and that's a question that we, we ask in uh, 
the people that already have it done are the ones that ask it most often, by the way, just so you know. They're just trying to rub it in. But yet, at the same time, there's more to it than, are you ready? Advent is a time of preparation for the gift of the miraculous presence of God incarnate. God coming to us. And we must not forget that. And we must not just give it a token indication. It must drive everything that we do. Therefore, the preparation that we do during the Advent season is more than just decking the halls and trimming the tree. Now, those are important things. We'll do that later on this afternoon or evening in our house. Those are important, but that's not the only thing. The preparation is not just about making sure you have all the pies baked and the cookies done and and wrapping of the packages, as important as all of that is. This preparation that we are called to as God's people is a preparation about a truth that came into this world, not abstract and pure and antiseptic as Len Sweet, who I'm indebted to for a couple of thoughts in this message today. But as he said, it's cradled in dirt and mangered in mystery. Advent is like an alarm clock, folks, and it's gone off. It went off this morning. It's a moment of truth to kind of shake us out of the consumer culture that we live in and wake up to the beautiful and the glorious time of preparation as we prepare the way for the Lord. It's a time for the alarm clock to go off and and wake up to the impending gift of of a new beginning, God's answer to separation with sin. It's a time to to wake up to the really the first baby steps of the kingdom of God entering this world through a stable and through animals and a cradle of straw and that whole story. It's a time to wake up from indifference. It's a time to wake up from being caught up in things that just don't amount to much to remember the King of kings and the Lord of lords has come. It's a time to wake up to a term like epiphany of Jesus in the world and in us. Paul Abernathy, who is the rector of Trinity Episcopal Church in Washington, D.C. I tried to find this on a video, but I couldn't. But I want you to hear these words. It's a little longer quote than I would normally share with you. But he says this so well. Listen to what he says. We do not recount the record of our redemption simply to retell ancient biblical texts. No, he said. We retell the story so that it takes deeper root in us. We retell the story year after year so that we become the story. The church seasons, here it is now, he says the church seasons become active verbs in our lives. We tell the story, here are the verbs now, we tell, retell the story so that we always advent, being alert to the coming of Jesus to us. We tell the story so that we always Christmas, being animated by the birth of Jesus in us. We tell the story so that we always epiphany, being awake to the revelation of Jesus in us for the world. 
We retell the story so that we always Lent, being aligned to the death of Jesus for us and our dying to sin. We retell the story so that we always Easter, being alive to the resurrection of Jesus for us. We retell the story so that we always Pentecost, being a fire with the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. And he concludes by saying, Advent then is more than a revival of a repetitious cycle once a year. Advent realigns us. It signals the renewal of a spiritual journey that kind of winds its way to the very gate of glory and to the heavenly city of Jerusalem. Oh, I like that. I wish I would have said that. That is good news for us today. So I want to talk to you about that this morning. I want to talk to you about this season of Advent. And uh, who's ever responsible up there? My, my iPad is not clicking. So could you uh, make sure that you're on the opening slide? The next one. And if someone could go up there and fix that for me so I can... There, that's the one I want, and it's not allowing me to control it. So, Bob, can you fix something so we're ready to go? All right, good. So let's talk about that this morning. You know, the difference between Advent and Lent is quite significant. The season of Lent, you're familiar with that, right? The 40 days of leading up to Christ's crucifixion and resurrection is all about this, well, I mean... Decidedly so, a, a, a more solemn reflection and sacrifice. We, we, we give up things for Lent. Understandably so. We, we give up things like chocolate or, or whatever it might be. We understand that trying to identify with what Christ gave up for us in some small, small way. That's the season of Lent. But the season of Advent is different. Advent is all about aligning ourselves with this astonishing approach of God that takes place on Christmas Day. Advent is the time in the church where Jesus urges followers to get in step with, to get in sync with the amazing story of God's redemption prepared and presented to this world. You see, Advent is not about a time to buy. Advent for the Christian is a time to bond to God's truth. To remember what God has done for us. It's a time for the people of God to connect and communicate to each other in the world. Sharing this excitement and the anticipation of the approach of Jesus' birth. And the first foothold of God's kingdom in this world. That's why Advent is a big deal. And it's why we take time out in the season of Advent, in the midst of a consumer culture that's trying to whip us into a frenzy. It's a time to remember what God has done. Now, I want to show you a video that will really help a little bit, I think, and helping us to understand this getting in sync with Advent. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a little bit annoying. But you hang with it, and maybe you'll come around uh, to seeing this uh, a little bit different. 
And uh, so, Mr. Soundman, I want you to make sure that you've got the volume up because I, 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 I want it to be annoying. Okay, go. A little louder, please. That's annoying. Good. stop that too soon so we need to get back there uh, I'm really sorry that's more annoying than I planned so can you start that again and then just take it out about a minute if you can and then we'll be right where we were can you handle this one more time Sorry about the technical difficulties, but how many of you remember a metronome when you were taking music lessons? Go to the next slide, would you please? Do you know what a metronome is? Uh, let's stop the video, please. Thank you. Can you? Okay, this isn't not going so well, is it? Thank you, guys. I appreciate your hard work up there. Now, I put this slide up here because about a month ago, I made evidently a disparaging remark about cats as related to the superior qualities of dogs and a couple of you found issue with that so this is to try to get back in your good graces so I put uh, the kitty picture up here today so you won't think I'm, uh, I'm against cats 
But this is what I had growing up, not the cat. Well, I did have cats, but this metronome. And I've told you before that when I was growing up, my parents uh, insisted that all of us learned a musical instrument. And so I was the oldest, and so they started out with a piano. And I think I've shared with you before that I was so bad as a young kid as a piano that my piano teacher quit on me. I mean, that's how bad it was. It's not really that funny, and I don't appreciate you laughing. I'm still a little bit sensitive about that, you know. And uh, so they said, well, if you're not going to do the piano, uh, we want you to do another instrument. My dad had a tenor saxophone, and so that was the next thing. And so we lived in Bangor, Maine at the time. And so my parents found this 85-year-old guy who worked part-time in the New England Conservatory of Music, Henry Monahan. He smelled like stale cigars. I can remember that to this day. Why, I don't know. And so I began my journey of learning the sax- saxophone and I was so excited to not hear that metronome that my piano teacher uh, used because it used to drive me crazy. I just couldn't get it. And wouldn't you know, the very first lesson that I had, Henry Monahan pulled out a metronome. And I tell you, it brought back all of those memories for me. And just <laughs> seeing this video today just reminds me of that so much. But the fact of the matter is that if you're going to be a musician, You've got to be able to keep time. You you have to kind of get in sync with things. And when you can master that, I mean beyond the technical things about the particular instrument, when you can master the right rhythm, it makes the music purer and clearer. Now you saw that video this morning and those dozens of metronomes clicking away at completely independent, individual rhythm are, are kind of like us, aren't they? They're, they're like a, our faith communities. They're, they're like us as, as individuals. We all have individual things that make us tick and things that tick us off. We have individual concerns and, and we have individual priorities and we have you know individual emergencies and crises in our life. But amidst all of that, Advent is a call for us to focus and to fuse ourselves and realize that we have a common bond in spite of all of our differences. We have a common faith and we have a common commitment. So that's what Advent is. It's a call to get in sync with what God is doing in our lives. You know, as we watch that video, you begin to notice that individual meters of each slowly begin to, to regulate themselves. Did you notice that even though we had, to, had a little glitch there? Did you notice that they all started out different? But over time, they, they kind of found their way until the last two down the lower right-hand side finally got with the program and, and they all synced up to each other. That's not just some crazy fluke. If you had a sharp eye, you'll you'll notice something that those metronomes all shared in common. They were on a common platform. All of those metronomes which started out as in all different rhythms and they were all sitting on one common platform. And that platform, as you may have noticed just slightly oscillates. 
And in the process, it begins to suggest a new rhythm to all of the individual units that are placed on top of it until they became in sync with the platform. Did you get that? You see, for all of us to be in sync with the Spirit, we have to be moving together. We're all individuals, I know. But we have to be on mission, on task. And anything stationary will never sync up. That common communication on a common platform is key to that working. Sharing a common meter, if you will, a a common baseline, a, a common mission that can transform us, transform our church into a greater entity, into individuals powered by one great force. I want you to see this verse on the screen from Galatians chapter 5 this morning. Let's read this together. Are you ready? Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let's do it again. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step by the Spirit. You know, for those metronomes to all sync up, three things have to happen. They, they have to kind of be on the same frequency, if you will, and and they've got to listen to each other, and, and they've got to be moving. If any of those requirements are not fulfilled, each will kind of do its own thing forever without regard for the community around it. So let me just try to make some homiletical sense of this this morning and help us kind of connect the dots about getting in step with the Spirit our gospel reading today from the lectionary is, is from Matthew, and I'm not going to take to, the time to read all of that scripture, but it begins the story of Advent about saying how Christ will come, and he may come as a thief in the night, and no one will ever know the hour or the day, but Christ will come. And so there's, there's this idea of being ready to be alert. And so could I offer to you this morning that our first goal as believers on this season in the season of Advent is to wake up, to wake up to the possibility of what God wants to do in us. Wake up to the possibility of what God wants to do in our world. And part of that is listening to one another, being in sync with one another. There must be a back and forth. There must be a dialogue between individuals as unique as we are individually but yet dedicated to a common mission and a purpose. You know, our world is large and the demands of every community, every region, every continent are, are different. But that doesn't mean that we don't share a common core around the world, a common advent flow from the center of us. We do all communicate and we share a harmonic whole no matter how different we appear to be at times. And that's part of the beauty of Advent. It's centering us on not all the frenzy outside the walls, but it's centering us on that candle of hope, that candle of prophecy, that Christ has come for the world. And so as we, as we count down to Christmas, and as we hear that, may we be reminded to stay alert, to stay on point, 
be ready to go wherever the kingdom of God might break out. And when we get in sync with the Spirit of God, it binds our hearts together in ways that create so much power and so much praise, it cannot be stopped. I'm thankful that the season of Advent does that for us. The second thing is the season of Advent reminds us to get up and get moving. Those metronomes in the video only eventually get in sync because they're connected to a slightly, uh, slightly moving platform, a singular pa- platform. They're all individuals, but yet they're on the same platform, and that platform begins to move. They look like individuals, but they are connected to a larger, more organizing force. For Christians during Advent, that force is our focus on Jesus' arrival more than anything else. That focus is on the first footprints of God's kingdom being placed on earth. You know, footprints only appear when there's movement. You don't get a footprint by standing still. You you see a footprint left in the stand once you begin to move. And the call of Christ is to get up and get moving and to get synced to His Spirit and recognize what God wants to do in us and through us and the life of our church family. So it's get up, it's wake up, it's get moving. But the last phrase that I want you to see this morning is the phrase, listen up. I had a coach in junior high and I think he coached me in basketball into high school a little bit. I wasn't any good at it, but I, but I remember his phrase, or it might have been a track coach. I'm not sure who it was now. But his phrase that he used a lot was, listen up, listen up. And it was that phrase that kind of drew everybody together. That metronome demonstration that you saw this morning is really a, a listen up physics experiment. Because that's really what it is. It's, it's not some magic trick. It's, uh, those things can be explained, what you saw on the screen this morning. Art Woodward, are you here today? I don't know. There's Art back there. You know, I, when I first moved here, I, we, we received as a, a gift from the last place a, a beautiful grandfather clock that sits in our living room. And, I, and I've fallen in love with that clock. And so I'm the clock winder, you know, every five or six days, whatever it is. And and I explained how that, that pendulum has a, has a small turning deal on the bottom of it and, it, and it adjusts that, and that's how you adjust the time. And it takes a while to get that right, so it, it will keep good time. And so I was explaining that, and I didn't know what I was doing. And then uh, the next Sunday, Art came in, and he had this piece of paper, and he said, Pastor, listen up, I want to show you something. And so he explained to me that, the physics behind how a grandfather clock works. I mean, he had diagrams and he had mathematical formulas and I had no idea what he was talking about, but I knew he knew what he was talking about. And so after my eyes glazed over after a while, he could kind of sense that he wasn't getting anywhere with this student. I said, Art, thanks. Really, I've never known. He said, well, this is why this pendulum works, and you probably better know that, and I I do need to know it. 
<clears throat> and so what I did was I looked at that piece of paper that Art gave me, and when I got home, I, I folded it up, I put a piece of tape on it, and I taped it to the back side of that clock so that someday when I'm gone and my kids fight over who gets the clock, Art, you're going to explain to a whole new generation how this all works. Well, that's kind of what's going on in this experiment that you saw. It demonstrates the the underlying strength and the the transforming ability of a a common frequency, a, a common purpose. A common frequency can change physical realities and it can create a a community that comes together to all sing the same song. That's what we do during Advent. It's that moving platform that's the center. And that's the key to all of those syncing up. And it's what God calls you and me to. He calls us to sync up to His purpose, to His will and His way. We're going to sing the songs of Advent throughout this entire season. And, and these are songs that many of them that you've heard, maybe some of you have heard them hundreds of times. And sometimes people say, why do we sing those songs over and over? Well, we sing them because they're a reminder of our purpose. They're a reminder of our heritage. They're a reminder of the centrality of of this season of Advent, more than the decorations, as beautiful as they are in our homes and wherever, more than the meals that we'll share together and the presents that we'll give and receive, as good as all of that is, it's a reminder for the people of God that God has come and He's here among us. And when we can get in sync with that purpose, it tends to get us away from our too individualistic sometimes cadence and lined up with the cadence of God. You know, the way that we do that in the church is not only the seasons of the year. The way that we do that in the church is through what Christ called us to do through the table of our Lord. It's a centering approach for us. It's the foundation of who we are as brothers and sisters in Christ and as believers in Jesus. And so it's very fitting, I think, on this first Sunday of Advent that we share together today at this table and be reminded of the foundation in our lives is this God who came to us, the incarnation, Jesus coming to us, his life, his death, His resurrection. And you know the story that just before he went to the cross, he was gathered with his disciples and he shared the bread and the cup with them. And so now we are going to share this bread and cup with one another. And so our servers are going to come now and and distribute this. If you would take a piece of the bread and and the cup, it might be easier for you to pass the tray to the person next to you and And they'll hold it for you while you take it. And then when all have been served, then I'll lead us in partaking of the elements. As we remember this Jesus Messiah who came to line us up and to help us so that we know that we have 
a Savior. Let's prepare our hearts for the table.
in which Jesus was handed over to suffering and death. He took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. When you eat this, remember me. Let's eat the bread. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. I would remind you, my dear brothers and sisters, that many in our world drink to forget. We drink, however, to remember. Let's drink it. We pray, gracious God, that you would send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they might be the sacrament of the body of Christ and the blood of the new covenant by him, with him, and in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, may all honor and glory be yours, Almighty Father, now and forevermore. And so, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the rhythms of our year and we thank you for this season of Advent and while we're thankful that the world recognizes that there's something different about this season and ushering it in as chaotic, chaotic as it is when we think of things like Black Friday I pray that you would help us to remember Good Friday and in the midst of all of the preparations and planning as good as much of that is, I pray, Lord, that our bond would be the common platform that we share, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so, Lord, I pray that throughout this season of Advent that it would be more than just a countdown to the day that we give presents. It would be a, a reminder through the preparation time of the, the gift of your Son to us, coming to us, Emmanuel, God with us to change our lives and to change our world. May we be in step with that. And as a result, may we be a great force of light into a very dark world. We love you today, Lord. We thank you. And we pray these things in your wonderful and glorious name. Would you stand as we sing this final course this morning?